Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Queer Movie Night stands in solidarity with SAG-AFTRA and the WGA. If you'd like to support the cause and help performers and their families who are in need of financial help during this urgent time, you can donate to the Emergency Financial Assistance Program at sagaftra.foundation/donate and the Entertainment Community Fund at entertainmentcommunity.org. Thank you. And my name's Peyton Come on over Cause we're still waiting It's movie night And we're both gay It's hard to find A movie that way Lucky for you We found a few It's queer movie night Hi. Hi Welcome to Queer Movie Night I'm Deb And I'm Peyton And today we have a very special guest My good friend Brian Pember Hello Hello, so glad to be back. Hi, everyone. <laughs> yes, you might remember Brian from our previous episode of Dirty Girl, which I think was either last season or the season before. Um, what yeah, a film that one was. One, f- What fun times. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tim McGraw can be in any queer film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, are we calling the blind side queer now? Okay. <laughs> we know it. <laughs> Tim McGraw. Um, and today yeah, we are covering... Oh, what's that song you're singing? Taylor Swift's very first single ever from her very first album, Taylor Swift, called Tim McGraw. Do you know it? You I don't think, think so. Tim McGraw. I hope you think my favorite song. The one we I do know it. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, my no. sister was a country girly, so we definitely had Taylor on in the early Taylor on in the house. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. I know I only know a couple from the first album. And mo- mostly it's our song is the same. I knew you were going to say our song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. Out, like typing all this lambda with that southern accent. And you talk real <laughs> slow. Because he's like, and your mama down now. <laughs> That's a we shitty can't. song to have. <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about Taylor right now. I'm it's a da- it's dangerous territory for me. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I have I, questions, I, but maybe I should. I know forward. you're confused, but it's because I love her. <laughs> and also, when. I was going to say, Eras Tour is giving a lot of uh, back and forth and polarity, so I can understand. <laughs> yes, I love Taylor. I did go to the tour. And when there's when there is Taylor, then there is Gaylor. And that's why I can't go oh, down I see. this road. I see. I see. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for just elaborating just a little bit. Um, oh yeah, I'm a Swifty. I'm a I'm a very cringy Swifty. Okay. Why well, I, I knew you were a fan. I just I was curious as to to what the hubbub was. Yeah, I just um, also believe that she's closeted and queer and probably will be forever until she meets the love of her life, who will probably be another queer person, and then she'll feel like she has to come out because it's the real love of her life, and then it'll actually happen. But my theory is she'll and be like that. Music is going to go hard. Yes, yes, but I do think she's going it, to. It's going to not be for a long time. I think she's going to be like in her forties. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd watch okay. that. I'd watch that movie. We um, all would. Honey. <laughs> we, you would all cover it here. <laughs> we would. We absolutely would. <laughs> yeah, season like twenty two. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. we'll be on the, la- the red carpet for that one. 
Uh, queer movie nights the next American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we are covering the 2022 black comedy slasher film Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Ooh. Um, and this, uh, I actually asked Brian to come on for this one because we saw this together at theaters, and this was. Well, Brian, why don't you tell us what your experience is with this film and how you came to see it and everything? Yeah, so, I mean, the the horror genre was one that, I mean, I saw, I saw parts of Chucky on TV as a kid, and I truly, like, was like, well, why would people pay to be scared? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Like, it made no sense to me. I really hated it. And so, on, up until Bodies, Bodies, Bodies last year, like, I did not partake. Peyton convinced me, or well, Peyton asked me to come and see it and then convinced me that I'd probably like it because it's like more of a comedy and like has more funny elements to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I loved it. I was obsessed. I love the twist. Like, um, I don't know, like, I, I guess, I guess the things that I hate about classic horror and like jump scares and stuff, I was like more sensitive to as a kid. And now it's like, oh, no, I get it. I get it. Like, especially for all together, like being scared together. Um, yeah. But yeah, I really, I love this movie. I thought it was so fun. Um, and it opened my eyes to the horror genre. And I am now like 12 movies deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. Oh, yes. That, that really I, was is... like, I really didn't think I'd like it either. Um, but I'm really glad I went and see it, saw it. So like literally opened your eyes to a whole new genre. That's so exciting. Truly. Yeah, I didn't, like I didn't a, realize a genre, that there's this faction yeah. of horror that's like campy and funny a little bit. It's a faction that I love. Yeah. And yeah. I think we need more of personally. And I'm I feel like bodies, bodies, bodies seem to be pretty successful. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that this like will be a snowball effect and like more films of this nature and tone will be made. Um I'm a sucker for it. Absolutely. I'm a Krampus. You kidding me? We're a Krampus. <laughs> Very similar, like not similar in, in story at all, but like similar in that it's a horror movie, but it's with a, with a cast of comedians. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. And the director was immediately like, I need Pete Davidson to play the Pete Davidson part. Cause <laughs> I don't think anybody else so would. Good. I feel he, like he it was, was specifically written for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was just like, I don't think of anybody who would be able to bring masculinity to that role like he did, yeah. but not be like annoying about it. Yeah. 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 He was Beyond the point that you're already not supposed to like the character. <laughs> right. I I like Pete Davidson. I do. I'm one of those people. Oh, I love him. Yeah. Yeah. He I was think he's funny. Too good. He's such an asshole <laughs> in this. Such an asshole. I think you can we say all know like David almost too. everybody in this movie is an asshole. They're almost. all the worst. Just like when like David. Oh my god, David. Like, god, we when all he know. When bites her lollipop and <laughs> yeah, David. Yeah, Rachel. 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 Is, rising star. Rachel Senate. Is she's the too highlight. good at this yeah. type of acting too. She's <laughs> such a good actress. She's like. You feel like you're standing in the corner of the room in the film yeah. with her, and it's like too good. <laughs> like, yeah, too real. You know what I mean? What well, in and, the beginning? Uh, truthfully, the from the original script, the character that became her was the killer. 
So like we could have had like breakout star Rachel Zenit. In oh this my film. god! I Wait, there was supposed to be a killer. Yeah, originally. Yes, the original script had it was a, it was pretty much an entirely different story. Um, B was this like Korean punk girl. Um, and yeah, pretty much none of the other people were the same. That even a lot of the what? names were different. Um, but yeah, the girl whose like friends all secretly hate her and never really cared about her was the one who you know ends up having done it the whole time. Sure. Um, and I, I would have was... killed for a Rachel Senate killer. That would have been uh, such a stunt, especially because yeah. that character was the last one. Yeah, I would have yeah. expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fun. I do like the twist that they do go with, though, because I think it's a cool idea. And like yeah. when I was yeah, the, the... the original I was reading through, it's very much like a traditional slasher yeah. film. Yeah. Um, whereas the director was like, I don't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, she liked the, the, the so it went through a lot of changes before yeah. it became. Yeah. This. And I do I do like the final product more. I think it's more original for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Should we it talk also... about it or do you want to do your your like breakdown first, Peyton? Because I do want to talk about the twist. Yeah, yeah. I'll do oh, my yeah. I'll do my breakdown. Um, yeah, and then we can start with the twist and then go into other stuff. Um, so this movie I forgot until I rewatched it today, literally starts with two girls macking on each other, which I think is queer right. <laughs> We're supposed to be it. several minutes longer. <laughs> oh, we need oh the longer God. cut. We need the gay cut and the Rachel. Yeah. There was a bunch of kids. There was a bunch we need of the gay cut and the, the Rachel center cut. cut. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Also, I was like, these actresses, I was like, Rue from Hunger Games and the woman <laughs> from Borat. <laughs> oh, I've never seen Borat. Is that who B is? Yes, she was nominated for an Academy Award for it. And, oh, wow. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, they. They are non-binary. Oh, they. So sorry. Thank you. No, you're good. I just um, read it today. I had no idea. No idea. Um, They, okay, what was throwing me off was they were so timid and like kind of like, I'm just shy, shy person <laughs> in the movie, but in Borat insane <laughs> like like Sasha Baron Cohen like 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 no fear whatsoever really wild like re- I for uh, it took me like a second when I looked at their IMDb to be like that was the same person because in the Borat movie it like completely different people pretty amazing acting actually I'd say I don't know which one is the real them almost I'm like <laughs> Where are they? Where do they sit? Makes me want to watch Borat. I've never seen it. I watched it sort of, sort of saw it against my will. I was with a group of friends and they all (laughs) wanted to watch it. I'm not like crazy about Borat. I don't hate Borat, but I don't, you know, I didn't form my identity and personality around it like a lot of other people did (laughs) when we were all growing up. Um, But it was fun. And they're the best part of it. Absolutely. If you were to watch it, (laughs) because they're just like, have no fear whatsoever. And do really crazy fucking things the whole time. <laughs> I was crazy to hear after watching this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's it's just like a totally different person. It's pretty yeah. amazing, actually. Yeah. If you like, if you love that, like this actor, and like want to go down a deep dive of their previous work, fascinating that this is that is the other thing that they're known for. Is what I'm gonna say. Apparently, okay, they also voice Cosmo the Space Dog in the Marvel. Yes, Cinematic I saw Universe. that too. <laughs> that entire sequence in Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy that absolutely obliterated me and the millions of other people that watched it. Not a unique take, but I'm um, oh, sorry. I'll have to go back and rewatch it. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, the new one. 
Oh, the newest. I haven't seen the newest one. Oh, uh, uh, yes, I do. Emotional. It's so good. It's and emotional. Out and I was like, great, Marvel's over. And then they came out with like 30 more movies and TV shows. And I was like, I don't know. I, I think it's. I I, I, right now, I think it's on its way out, honestly. <laughs> that one was finish it up then. <laughs> was a way to go out with a bang, though, because yeah, yeah. that it's one was good. pretty incredible. But Ant Man, oof. Oh, that's I love what Michelle I heard. Pfeiffer, I like... but woof. <laughs> but at what, co- at what cost? I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> at what cost is what, as Ann Perkins would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ann Perkins. <laughs> Ann Perkins. Um, so it opens with uh, <laughs> the, the, act, the actor we were just talking about, Maria Baklava, and Amanda Sternberg uh, as girlfriends. Uh, her girlfriend, Sophie, who's very wealthy. And they're heading to this mansion party um, who... Uh, the mansion is owned by the character David, played by um, Pete Davidson. Um, then there is uh, their other friends include his girlfriend, Emma, who's an actress. Um, their friend, Alice, played by Rachel Sennett, who is a podcaster. It kills me when she says, friend of the pod, friend of the pod. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got a fan of the pod. Good. <laughs> um, and her boyfriend, who who I'm I know I'm with every other gay in the world out there, but is played by Lee Pace, who I think is absolutely gorgeous. Stunning um, human being. Stunning human being. Um, I've been fu- I've been loving Lee Pace since Miss Pettigrew lives for a day. Okay. <laughs> you ever seen that? Com- Y'all, I uh, haven't I that's on my list. Um I know them from Pushing Daisies. Um, and, and also little known Brian Fuller show called Wonderfalls, which came before Pushing Daisies. Yeah. Um, but very sexy tall man. Yeah, um, lovely. Miss Pettigrew for a day, watch it. It's one of my OG favorites. Amy Adams, Francis McDormand, the lady from Harry Potter who the who's in the bathroom. Amelda. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 the crying one. I know her from uh, yeah. Bridget Jones's Diary, where she also yes, cries in the yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Moaning Myrtle, Moaning Myrtle. Myrtle. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The actress's name, Moaning Myrtle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> First Sorry, name Moaning, last name Myrtle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the last friend's name is Jordan, and she seems to have a history with Sophie. Uh, Amanda Sternberg's character. There's also another friend mentioned Zach, uh, Max, who is not at the party. He apparently walked out after having a fight, some kind of fight with David. So they're like drinking, doing drugs, uh, hanging out. And then Amanda's character, Sophie, suggests that they play a game called Bodies, 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 which if you're a theater kid and you've played Mafia is very similar to that kind of game um, where someone is chosen as the killer. They all turn the lights out and then the killer taps someone on the shoulder. When the lights come back on, the person is dead and then everyone else has to decide who the killer is. Um, uh, David kills, uh, uh, Greg, who is the Lee Pace character. Um, and there seems to be this sort of jealousy thing going on where he really feels threatened by Greg. Um, this sort of, uh, ends in a fight. Um, during this part, the, a hurricane is approaching the house and uh, the storm seems to be getting really bad outside. The power goes out. And while the lights are out, 
the main character B finds David outside and his throat has been slashed uh, by uh, this sword, which Greg used earlier to open a bottle of champagne. Um, They try to uh, go to Sophie's car to escape, but unfortunately the battery has died because earlier B used the the mirror honestly the car shouldn't have been dead like if it had been if the mirror had been open all night long maybe but not for like a few hours yeah the battery yeah, like, i fully left like <laughs> all of the lights inside my car on overnight and nothing <laughs> happened um so either the battery was like corroded and like near death already which i don't think some rich person would let happen <laughs> but also the way they zoomed in on it they like linger and zoom yeah, yeah. in on it. They're oh like, yeah, you know she did it on purpose. <laughs> she left that open. Oh, this movie loves to do that thing that the scream movies do, where it's like it was her. Like it lingers mm-hmm. on somebody. Yeah. Um. Uh. So they can't escape through the car. Um. So nobody can find Greg. So they all sort of start assuming that he's probably the one that did it because he's the most outsider one of their group um so they go to his room to find that he has a knife and a map of the area where he circled the where their uh house is so they believe that he's probably the killer um they all find greg downstairs and greg has like no idea what's going on but they're like coming at him with a knife so he sort of like gets threatened and takes the knife from them and be believing that he's going to start killing them. Um, I think he does. He like sort of lunge after Sophie. I feel like he they kind of, kind of grapple for a knife. Yeah. Um, they kind of fight over the knife that's on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of grapple and then be bludgeons him to death with a kettlebell uh, thinking that he's going to kill uh, Sophie. After that, they start of, because they've oh, killed someone, Greg. they sort of start to doubt. <laughs> know, my, fa- my favorite here was like earlier they said he was a vet and they think he was in Iraq. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, he's a veterinarian. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, Everybody keeps saying he was a vet. <laughs> <laughs> why do you call True. him G.I. Joe? Have you seen him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, it turns out he was actually a veterinarian and not a, a veteran of Iraq. Um, (laughs) they all sort of start questioning if he actually was the killer. Um, and then they start thinking maybe it was Max who did it because it comes out that Max had confessed to having feelings for Emma, who was David's, uh, girlfriend. Um, then, um, Sophie, who has previously been a drug addict, um, relapses and takes some sort of pill. I'm not sure what it is. Um, Emma kisses her and then Sophie uh, is like, that's not what I wanted. So then Emma kind of runs off upset. Um, the lights are still off and then Emma is found, falls down the stairs and is found dead. And uh, Alice believes that someone pushed her. So they they think that the killer is still alive. Um, Jordan and Alice think that it's B because she's also another outsider of the group. Um, and it's revealed that she was lying about having attended college. 
Um, so they think she's probably lying about other stuff too. Um, so they make B, they basically kick B out of the house and into the hurricane. So B goes to take shelter in Sophie's car and she finds underwear in B's bag that matches Jordan's bra. Um, she sees Jordan is holding uh, a gun inside the house. So then she tries to sneak back into the house to warn them about Jordan. And uh, the group confronts her um, about her lie. And she reveals that her mom had uh, has BPD, uh, borderline personality disorder. Um, and they all start fighting against each other. I think this is probably the most iconic scene in the film um, mm-hmm. where... <laughs> where Rachel it's the Sennett, one I've seen like out of context. Yeah, where Rachel Sennett tells Jordan that her parents are were not ri- were not poor. They were upper they were upper middle class. Um, and uh, Jordan gets upset and and tells Alice that she only hate listen to her podcast. They get into a fight and eventually Jordan shoots Alice in the leg. And then they struggle for the gun. Um, In the struggle, Alice is shot in the throat and killed. Um, So then Sophie and Jordan start fighting. Um, They start running around the mansion. And then B pushes Jordan over the staircase. She falls down to her death. But as she's dying, she tells B to check Sophie's texts. Because she said that they had hooked up before they met up at the house or they tried to hook up or something like that. Um, B having found the underwear and getting this like warning, she like does not trust Sophie. And now I'm coming to the plot twist. So if you haven't seen the movie, I really, really suggest stopping and watching the movie because it is a really good twist in my opinion. I think it's a really fun mm-hmm. time. Um, but uh, so uh, pause the podcast now and then come back. Um, they meet outside where it's morning is dawning. Um, and she's trying Sophie, uh, or sorry, B steals Sophie's phone and she's trying to find the text. The phone is in the struggle. The phone goes into the pool. They both go into the pool for the phone. When they come back up, um, B has the phone and she's looking at it and Sophie's like that's not my phone so they figure out that it's actually David's phone that he dropped earlier and they find a video on it in the video it's revealed that David killed himself by trying to do a trick with the sword to open the champagne just like uh, Lee Pace's character did Greg earlier in the film so uh, basically everyone killed everybody else because of for no suspicion, reason for suspicion and yeah. paranoia in the final uh the final moment of the film max returns played by connor uh, o'malley by connor the o'malley way. <laughs> yeah yeah they I'm, were like he's not hot enough to be like the normal friend group. he'll be the one who comes at the end as i yeah. call as i call him ad bryant's husband that's exactly that's how i refer to him exactly as i really can't say i know him as anything else <laughs> yeah <laughs> um he's very funny though he's done stuff on uh i think you should leave and other mm-hmm. stuff like that um and uh the film ends on an iconic line which is b saying i have sir my phone has service or something like that 
which is such a like <laughs> I have this reception. film is this film yeah I have perception <laughs> <laughs> this film is like Gen Z they're wild um well I was reading this interview yeah. it's like apparently it was like this is what happens when you don't have reception <laughs> like they all just go mad and start killing each other because they <laughs> are so bored without their phones <laughs> I was like that's a very that's a very boomer way to look at the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the did you read anything about like what the director intended with that sort of thing, or was that what they said? It's a little bit of that, of just yeah. kind of being like when it came down to it, they were hoping that cell reception would just magically come back. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like if this was a movie before cell reception, half of those people would have just given up. Like you couldn't have most of these scenarios yeah. because of the technology we have now. Yeah. Um, but also the, the lighting, everybody's specific like cell phone and how they lit themselves was also supposed to be very much like about their characters. Mm. So I think it was also just a bit about how like we do, we do need technology. We do need what we have. Um, and it would, it would, it would solve a lot of scary movie plots if we did have it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they kind of circumvent a lot of uh, plot holes that more modern movies can't get away with anymore because of cell phones by getting rid of, like, the reception and the Wi-Fi, which is, I guess, kind of a clever device. I do think that no matter what the f- the intention of, like, the filmmakers, um, I do feel like when I was watching it, I was like, I feel like this is the most genuine portrayal of like the younger generation that we've seen on film like yep. it's it's a far cry from like che diaz on <laughs> just like that <laughs> how long did it take to bring up che diaz <laughs> god like, th- like maybe 30 minutes che in. Diaz. yeah <laughs> um should we was... talk about that twist though should we talk <laughs> yeah i so many people this was my first time seeing it uh, to the surprise of people who would ask me <laughs> if I'd seen it because I, one, watch everything and two, love horror and comedy. So um, I I tried to. It was like kind of, I just, every time I tried to see it in theater, something like, you know, got in the way. Um, so I'm glad to finally see it. I've wanted to for a long time. Um, But the thing that people were like, don't look up is do- like, don't look up the spoilers. Yeah. Don't know anything about the spoiler. It's the twist is great. The twist is great. So the whole time I'm just watching, especially it was as it was like ramping up towards the end. I was like, who did it? Like, how is the twist going to be so great if it's any of these people? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what really is like going to be so shocking about some of these people, about one of these people just killing anyone yeah. else? Like, of course, and, one of these people killed them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, where's the twist? Yeah. I, was, I remember sitting there being like, if there is some, if it was Max or if it's some mysterious person we haven't met or heard of at this point, I was like, that's so disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it was revealed, when they pull up the video, I was like, what are they doing when they were like opening up Pete Davidson's phone? And then when they started the video, I was like, motherfucker, this is the <laughs> twist. Yeah. And that's actually, that's a, it's a like a rule of detective story writing that you're not supposed to have a crime that has no culprit um, oh, because it betrays the kind reader. <laughs> oh. Um, but I, I was like, honestly, yeah, I, I haven't seen a lot of stories where they do kind of betray your anxiety the whole movie. And yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was refreshing. I thought I'd never 
seen any twist like it. Totally. Yeah, it got me. I thought I was guessing the whole time, like who who was it? Like mm-hmm. definitely. Um and I thought it was fun. So I know that you you have said, Deb, that you'll that you'll that any twist will get you. So so Oh yeah. Yeah. I still didn't even I still didn't know until they opened the, the phone and started yeah. the video. And I was like, oh my God. Like even for a second, I was like, is David still like alive? alive. Did yeah, he yeah. prank everyone? Like Yeah, I think I thought that too. I thought like maybe he because they didn't really I don't think they looked at the body too too long. Mm-mm. So I kind of was like, maybe he pranked everybody to like get revenge somehow or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they also do when when Jordan pulled the gun I thought they were going to be like oh like Jordan secretly hates everybody in the friend group and you know Mm -hmm. did it for some reason and truly I could not I couldn't really fathom anybody really doing it by the time we got to the ending too though I was like I wouldn't really believe if it was any of them because of all the things that happened yeah Yeah. and what would be the motive really yeah. Like, yeah. I, oh, I did think it was Emma for a bit because they had her as very unassuming and the whole like right. all actors are liars things. And she was lying about crying. She made that whole <laughs> thing up, she said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do undermine B's character a lot in the beginning, too, to like make you suspicious of her. So I think mm-hmm. I because they did that, I was like, I don't think it's her. Like, I think they're making it too obvious. But it was interesting how they tried to sort of throw suspicion on everyone and also i was thinking this time when i watched i didn't think of it the first time but it was like if lee pace was a veterinarian why was he carrying around a knife like he's just like one of those weird straight men who feels like they have to they had said weapon. that he was like preparing for the hurricane oh right, that's right, why right. he had like the go bag with the map and everything right in case they like lost reception and yeah. needed to get somewhere <laughs> yeah um my question is do we think sophie actually did cheat because they never answered that question and i feel, I feel like, like she had to because she i feel so like if so defensive she yeah, so vehemently did not want her to see her cell phone yes and if jordan uses her last words her last words yeah. to say, check her text yeah um my, and my thing is that like maybe jordan overdid it and like Sophie begged and Jordan said no. And that's why Sophie was like, no, I don't want you to see what like really happened. Like I didn't oh, cheat yeah, on you. Oh like, yeah, like she was embarrassed. I was, yeah, like, I was just kind of like, it had to be, all, it had to be that or worse because of the reaction. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she didn't cheat, but it's because like Jordan said no or something. Yeah. 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 That is interesting. And it's, uh, I felt like we really didn't get enough of Sophie. Like what happened with Sophie, her kind of turning and everything. Which is why yeah. I thought she could have been like the secret killer too. Um, yeah, mostly because she was pretty vague. But I don't know, like the whole, the whole yeah. her like tearing the house apart for drugs and stuff. I was just like, she's just too weak. I don't think she would have done it all. Yeah, yeah. I do. It would have been nice to get a little bit more of her side of it. I think the movie just like wanted us to be suspicious of her, so they couldn't give us too too much information. Yeah. yeah, I think if we knew that her friends were, like, triggers for her at any point, that that would have casted, like, all the suspicion. Like, she gathered them here so that she could move on yeah. with her life. And, yeah. you know, she misinterpreted what her therapists told her or whatever. Yeah. Um, That's an interesting take on it, too. Um, I want to talk about uh the queer aspect of this movie, because I, I was actually discussing this with Brian when I asked them to come on the podcast. Um. 
is like when we were talking about movies to do for this week, um, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is like not like a, to me, like it wasn't an obvious choice in my head. And I think that's really interesting because it's obviously, it obviously focuses on two queer characters, um, unapologetically so. Um, and um, I think that the fact that the movie doesn't really, the movie just kind of lets them exist as people in the world. Um, yeah. And like, it doesn't, like, when you think of movies like Love, Simon, or like, um, I don't know, even like Carol or something like that, the whole, the whole, tr the trailers and everything about it is advertising that it's a queer film and you have to see it because it's a queer film. And like, when are we going to get another one? The trailers for Bodies, 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 like, didn't care to do that. Mm -hmm. And, like, the actual film itself doesn't have, like, those, like, this is a gay movie moments. So it's just, like, it's the perfect situation of just, like, these are just people in the movie and they're treated like anybody else in the movie, which I think is really interesting. So they're not a token queer person. They're not, like the queer people there just happen to be leads in the movie, which I think is really interesting. Um, and it, it's unfortunate. I wonder, I don't know. I, I wonder what the conversation of that was of like them cutting back on the, the intimacy scenes and like the length of them. Like if, if that, if that would have made me feel differently about it, the film or if, if that they just sort of cut back because they didn't want too much queer stuff in it. I don't know. I'm, in, I'm interested. I feel like that can't what, be it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the, ori the original script also had them as a queer couple, um, B and I think the original character's name was Ashley. Um, and the director had said that um, the reason that they cut though, there was a big kiss in the middle that the, the Amanda Stenberg and, and the other actor were very like, uh, were mad that they took out. But the director said that they wanted it, uh, they wanted to take out the intimacy in the middle of the movie because they wanted the ending where they didn't really trust each other anymore to be more mm. believable, mm. to have that sort of like, they're not as close as you think they are. Um, I understand that. And I mean, honestly, like there, and there were even times in the movie where I forgot they were even queer because they weren't like next to each other and doing anything um, because they weren't exhibiting any like sort of stereotypes. So I yeah I kind of I I feel like if there was like a lot more I would feel like it's almost like pandering and yeah like, exactly we have That's to have good. x amount of queer content in the movie yeah as opposed to of, like trying to create the right atmosphere yeah I kind of respect the director for saying that because it's like it was cut back for like the plot and not because like they were like is this too much queer stuff or or, or sort of like that like on obviously like it would be interesting to see the the cut footage and things like that but i i appreciate that it was cut back for for the story and not for like other reasons um yeah, and i mean they even got backlash with it being too uh like sexual showing too much i think somebody said it was like what? a homage to cleavage or something Okay, uh, there was a whole like, Amanda Stenberg had to like clap. I remember back. that. Yeah, there was a the whole was controversy. Don't stare at my tits. Yeah, <laughs> there I was a whole controversy because some 
film critic I, I, was like, I could only stare at Amanda's tits, which is insane. I remember like, I that. Even think the movie is at like 1% brightness. <laughs> I'm like, when did you see anything? I think that that take was odd then, and it's especially odd post-watching it. Yeah. I was like, I don't think it has more cleavage than any other, like, movie about 27 yeah yeah or yeah, like, like dark comedy obviously like, sexual sexually active like i think that was people. literally this that specific person who wrote the reviews experience i yeah. think it oh, was yeah. like they, they obviously did like a shower scene we didn't get like yes, basic horror tropes but, where there's like women half naked all over it like yes that entire shower con- scene was her washing blood off in the sink like <laughs> right that, that entire controversy almost like made me expect more stuff and when i was watching it i was like this is tame yeah it's exactly. super tame i don't think that was a fair title, assessment expect, at all I, yeah i did expect like sex and i expected more like and not that i wanted it but i from like the title and the vibe of it all like yeah i was expecting it to basically just be like an orgy until the murders happened exactly <laughs> yeah right that's so funny yeah. um yeah. Uh any anything else about the I don't know. I don't know what I was gonna yeah. say. <laughs> See, well when it comes to the queerness, like I think it's especially yeah. important now that we have so many stories like Love Simon and all of that that are very like this is about queerness and queer stories. Now it's just like these are normal people who just so happen to be queer. Uh, which is something mm-hmm. I think we especially need right now in a time where like visible queer people are like under threat yeah. of like, yeah. no, we really do truly are just like, we do like being slashed up just like everybody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I, I love the like, um, the new wave of horror of queer horror. Yeah. It's, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time where the it doesn't have. To, wait, what was the film we watched with Corey? That was a great example of it too. Oh, the, yes, yeah. yeah. Like I thought that was a great example of like uh, just because you're queer doesn't mean that you're exempt from yeah, yeah you're a good like, person or yeah something yeah. haunting you or yeah, getting true, true. murdered. <laughs> like, but it's not because they're queer that those things are happening to them. Yeah. You know, it's it's the a basic horror film format uh, and formula, but with queer people instead of like straight people. And I just think it's like such a fresh thing. And I hope more films like it are made. Yeah. I feel like they are. I feel like they are being made like more so, but yeah. Yeah. That is so interesting that you didn't think of like, didn't think to do this like right off the bat for the podcast. Like almost, yeah. I'm assuming yeah. for that reason, yeah, I love yeah, it. C- yeah, um, I know, and it's so great that we're seeing, like, especially like in camp horror films, we're seeing like actual queer representation, like in in this and like the new Scream movies, we're getting like mm-hmm. actually queer characters, mm-hmm. um, because it's like. Those are, those are the yeah those are the real true fans of like camp horror is yeah is queer, is queer people so yeah. the fact that that it's going to reflect the actual audiences it has and even we just saw the blackening which is a great movie too um mm-hmm. 
with with queer representation there. So shout out to um Dwayne um from yeah, three Dwayne Perkins, Chicago, mm. Chicago favorite. Mm-hmm. I know just last year, I think I probably talked about it, but I filmed a short film that was a queer horror, uh like campy. Oh, I didn't know it was horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was uh, one of the inspirations. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. Um, I love it. I just think it's fun. And I love when two genres that I love come together. And they don't often come together. (laughs) But when they do, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I love seeing traditional rules broken. Like I, I just watched the whole screen series with Peyton, and they're very like the whole movie is about talking about the rules of horror films and stuff, and how they mm-hmm. do or don't follow them. And it's really nice to see that, like, they were. I don't know. It felt like they started to follow almost every trope, and then immediately abandoned it. And yeah. I feel like the characters weren't so caught up in it being a horror movie. They weren't like we're in a slasher film. There's a murderer here. They were just, they were very realistic people. They were very realistic young people. They were freaked out. They were using what devices they had to like get through it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was relatable and refreshing. And yeah, I love when genres combine and it actually works out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad you liked it, Deb, because I definitely felt like it, it was your style and up your alley. Oh, totally. Totally. I'm bummed it took me so long to see it, but uh, finally had a re. I was actually going to watch it this. October because <laughs> I watch horror all the time but my wife will only watch yeah. specific horror not all specific uh in the in the time of Halloween yeah um and this was one of the ones that because like so many of our friends have been recommending it and because it's funny they were yeah. like this would be one of the ones that Kayla watches so I was yeah. planning on watching it then but who doesn't love horror in the middle of July <laughs> I'm loving it. I love it. <laughs> um, did Kayla watch it with you? Are you gonna wait until October? Gonna wait. Nice. nice. Gonna wait. Yeah. I actually like. I thought it was funny, but I expected it to be funnier. I thought it was still. Yeah. Like I, I'm not. I definitely like would consider it like a horror comedy. Hmm. Um. But there were some parts where I was like. I hope Kayla likes That's some serious shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I think that's something really funny about watching it a second time is I was just like, (laughs) it's a little funnier watching it the second time when you know the twist. And so like all the the little things that did freak you out the first time, you're like, I can't believe I fell for that. You're (laughs) totally right. I bet it's a totally different experience. Watch knowing what's coming. And like, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I found myself sort of being like a horror movie character and being like, "Oh, I, like you shouldn't have done that." Blah, blah, blah. You're, all the, you're so you're also dumb. You immediately split up. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Why do they keep splitting up? I know it's classic. They always do. But... I think in this, at the beginning, it felt very. The first time they split up, like when the lights go out and they like can't get them back on, mm-hmm. it's literally just like, "I'm going to the bathroom. I'm going to get a drink. I'm going to go to the flashlight." Like. It, yeah. it felt like an excuse to leave be alone and have yeah. it be this horror movie moment. But yeah, I feel like every other time after it, they were all just too paranoid to be together. Yeah, yeah. they all They were just like, other. one of them is the murderer and they're going to kill us all if we're all together. <laughs> when I'm like, 
that's some that's the most unbelievable part of any horror. They can't kill all ten of us. <laughs> like <laughs> if we all ten jumped at them, someone will probably get shot. But like yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's worth it in the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. Um I thought the dialogue was really good in this too. And like, yeah, I think it kind of has like a quiet humor. Like I think Rachel Sennett's got like some really great lines and things like that, but it's not like it's not like a a I don't I'm trying I can't think of like the word I'm trying to think but like it's not like a like a super comedy um and I'm wondering if some of the dialogue was like improvised and stuff because a lot of it seems so natural feels it. yeah it feels it and it's very current it's very topical okay yeah. also that like made me laugh so much when Rachel was like you're silencing me <laughs> like those when two black women yes <laughs> <laughs> oh. when she goes oh it's like like this like we just all know i'm not saying that it's not real like these things yeah. aren't, aren't like valid but like we all know people like that and it's like especially <laughs> of this age range um like when b like tell like tells everyone like that their mom has oh, you know the, yeah, yeah. yeah and rachel's <laughs> I have body dysmorphia. out loud to anyone, but I am. <laughs> I actually like, well, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's so good at that. She's. Such, I think she's such a good actor. Yeah, she. It's. It's like she knows the look. She knows how to have that look on her face. That like I don't have a single thought in my head. I'm looking for the first reactionary buzzword I can for this situation. Mm-hmm. And I. Oh, the, uh, in terms of the dialogue, there was a lot of. It's sort of like young people buzzwords, you know, yeah. like like triggering yeah. and, and yeah. saying mental and like mental health is so serious. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of like um, kind of making fun of those kinds of people. Like yeah. like you said, we all know them. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I can't get over Rachel's character. Yeah. I loved how like everyone else had their phone flashlights, and Jordan even had like the headlight. And she just had glow sticks on. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, it's I'm such a mood. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> like, I love when the lights first go out and you and you see her glowing. <laughs> you know, she's smart. Just, she didn't have to hold anything. She had yeah. free hands the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> just so many iconic moments from her, like when they're interrogating her about Greg and she's like, I know him really well. Like, yeah. He's a Libra like, moon. He's a, he's a, a Libra moon. Yeah. That means a lot. Yeah. <laughs> long. How long? Is Two weeks. Like, you don't ask each other's middle names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, and you know what? Greg was innocent, <laughs> and, and you could tell Lee Pace did such a good job of him being like. I want to impress these young people for like my new girlfriend. Like I want to yeah, make all yeah. her friends think I'm like the cool older guy. And it just did not work. I know, but he was so sweet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's kind of douchey too. Cause it's like, it's like those older guys who date really young girls that are like, I can hang with the kids. Like I can. I guess that's true. Maybe, maybe this is. <laughs> I think it's because it's Lee like, Pace. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think it's coming from a place. Of I just really like Lee Pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and yeah, I, think, I wasn't. I think it was about also that. that I didn't love David, like Pete Davidson's character. Yeah, like, yeah. I was supposed and to I, like him, and so I think you obviously like him heads, more. Than, I was rooting yeah. for Lee because, like, I've seen like Pete Davidson's kind of guy before. Like, 
I kind of want him to be put in his place. Like to be an asshole, to be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny when Pete Davidson says, I mean, I look like I fuck. And it's like, yeah, Lee Pace looks like he fucks too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Lee Pace looks like he fucked everyone first. Yeah, Yeah, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Any other moments uh, we want to touch on before we start wrapping up? Um, oh, I did. I I felt like nobody really like. I feel like everyone was panicking. But the the line about when they told Jordan that she was upper middle class and not yeah. upper class, yeah, the way she had like a psychotic break. Like I feel like that was the first thing anybody said all night that actually got to Jordan. That was like Jordan's <laughs> big break. Um, yeah. and that's what caused her to shoot her in the leg. And I was just like, that's so behooving of rich people. Yeah, yeah. it's such an interesting like class and status and like their how people perceive each other is such an important thing in this movie and i think it is like it's i i think it is true about like how we are nowadays especially with social media like everyone's perception of what we're like is so much more important than like or it seems to me it can be so much more important than like how we're actually doing or or that type of thing like oh, and i mean especially with these drugged out kids like yeah that's exactly the target audience for attention as a drug yeah and yeah. i feel like we often see like the adults in these situations like rich adults who have like have to do work and have to like work their way through life mm-hmm. or they're like really young like high school middle school kids or like early college we don't really get this like post-college drug burnout kids who do act like this. These are very real people. Um, I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if I like read about this in the news. And especially because he, like you'd said, it's all about how people perceive he was trying to make a TikTok where he was as cool as the the older guy. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, it was so, and they didn't even have to say anything about social media or anything, but it still like said so much about it. Mm -hmm. Well, Thank you so much for coming on here and yes, thank covering you. this this movie. Um, this of so course, fun. thank you so much for having me. Like I said, this is a an important one for me. Um, <laughs> I love horror now because of these little freaks. That's the best. <laughs> That's so exciting. Oh yeah, especially like I feel so bad that I was like shut off to it for so long now, but it's also exciting to experience things for the first time. Well, understandably so though. There are so many subgenres of horror. I mean, there's like I love horror, but there's some that I'm like hell no to. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, we just saw Talk to Me, and I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I won't say I watched the whole movie. My eyes were shut for a lot of it. Um, I don't know if that's one that I would want to have my eyes open the whole time for. Really? Again. I'm gonna go. I'm planning on seeing it uh next week or the week after oh it was good so, it was scary and good it but good. it was it was it's the so scariest good. thing i've seen yet okay it was so okay, good cool. but I, it's so freaking scary dumb really like, yeah i thought like the, whole, I, the whole like, the whole the whole audience was, was like scream yeah like scream shriek and the, this little lady in front of us was like this is so scary oh my god <laughs> this is such you are you are Doing a like this is making me excited because yeah. well, I'm a, the trailer I'm a guys who wrote it were like the two yeah. dude broiest like Australian yeah. straight guys you'd ever seen. Yeah, they seem like really young. It's crazy. Like they're uh, wearing like gym shorts and like a basketball jersey, yeah. like that kind of guy. <laughs> I feel like but, um, a masochist when it comes to horror. I'm like I I'm so scared in the moment, and then it keeps me up at night and it freaks me out. But like a movie that like can, can successfully scare me like that. 
oh, I'm like so ready for it. Yeah, that is, that's is a this is a pitch to me, like a good yeah. pitch. Everything you're you'll, saying, you'll throw away all your ceramic hands after. <laughs> sure, I got a ton. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Empty now. Cool. the trailer is like so pedestrian. Like it just seems like any other scary, like ha- like scary game type of movie. But it's yeah. so it's so unique and like different. And it really it is one of those movies that like like Hereditary, where like you're thinking about like the characters and thinking about like what it actually means afterwards. Like I'm okay. definitely like still thinking about it a little bit. And I was just so scared. Like, oh, and, and the jump scares didn't feel cheap at all. Mm-mm. Like they felt like very planned and good and okay. necessary to the story. I love yeah, everything just, you're saying. It's unsettling for sure. Oh um, yes. Um, so here at Queer Movie Night, we rate movies based on two different scales, one being the Vita Russo test, which is a media metric uh, examining queer representation in film. Um, it follows three rules. One, that the film have queer identifiable characters. Two, that the queer characters have personality traits other than being queer. And three, that removing those characters from the plot would change it significantly. Um, I would say that this passes with flying colors. And uh, our second uh, rating system is our homegrown zero to six scale um, using an an iconic image or item in the film. Should we do the the glow, uh, the glow necklace? Glow sticks? Or, yeah, the glow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's glow it. Um, yeah, I think I, think I, I want to give it six glow sticks. I, I, it kind of seems high, but I just love that like, this is queer cinema and I didn't even think of it as queer cinema. It was, which, which I think is good for like regular audiences, like not like who wouldn't seek out queer cinema cinema. It's just like, yeah, they'd be like, Oh yeah, I know. I know there were those two lesbians and three lesbians in, uh, in bodies, bodies, bodies. And they seem cool. Like, lesbian yeah totally lesbians are cool i don't know <laughs> i feel like i kind of sound like a dad or something talking about yeah. it like that but but i don't know i kind of like that the representation was just so inherent in the film that it, it didn't seem like it was a big deal yeah also like rachel senate is queer in real life and yeah. like who knows maybe some of the other well lee pace is is gay in real life yeah, yeah. like and uh like, i i don't know the actress's name but whoever played b is a uh, queer in real life as well yeah, and so is amanda sternberg so yeah yeah a it's lot just, of just queer like, people were involved so in making queer. the film yeah yeah mm-hmm. um brian do you want to rate first yeah and second, I, I at first i wasn't like gonna do six because you were talking about vita russo and i was just like oh well if you remove their queerness like the story is entirely the same and the movie stays the same but yeah then, yeah to but explain, if you remove like, the character part like yeah that's the representation that matters right now. So yeah, I'm go- I'm sticking with six. This is my this is my entry to horror, and <laughs> I will always hold like a soft spot in my heart. Aw, I love it. Yeah, why deviate? Let's say six, baby. Heck yeah, she deserves it. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. Hell yeah, we on a roll. I know our last few have been bangers. <laughs> yeah, I guess got a few in here. In here. <laughs> I mean, our last one we did, and then the, I don't know. <laughs> oh, trust there will be another stinker. There's always another. There's always a snapshots that comes around. <laughs> oh, if there's one thing straight people know how to do. It's make a bad game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. 
um a lot of a lot of exciting uh gay stuff coming up i think in movies and stuff so i'm excited that we'll have lots of new stuff to talk about um thank you again brian for yes, thank you being a guest again you are welcome anytime um is there anything that you want to plug any performances or social media or anything uh, yeah, actually, um, this December, um, I know it's a bit far out now, but uh, if I know there's a Russian character in this, if you're into surrealist Russian comedy, I'll be uh, in the nose at Chicago Opera Theater at Harris Theater, downtown Chicago. Um, oh, cool. I don't think you can get tickets yet, but just check out the Chicago Opera Theater website. Um, they will be up soon. Um, and I don't have socials because I'm trying to walk off the face of the earth. <laughs> that's the best way to do it yeah yeah <laughs> nobody knows approach. i exist anymore it's great yeah <laughs> you can follow you. <laughs> you can follow queer movie night on instagram uh and twitter you can follow us uh, uh please like and subscribe and leave us a review um let us know what you think uh any recommendations on films that we should watch um you can follow me at peyton cody lynch on instagram and twitter and on um on Letterboxd. You can also catch me talking more movies on Arcade Audio's other uh, film podcast, Franchise Surprise, with Nick Lathan and Rich Camalucci. Uh, and you can follow me, Deborah D. Bag, on Instagram and Deborah Duncan on Twitter. And you know what? Follow the Cues Music on Instagram and TikTok. We did it. We started a TikTok. Put <laughs> my hands together. It's the only way to get out there anymore. Yeah, you know, we gave in. We gave in to the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for listening, and we will be back uh, with a new episode in a couple weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.